Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. You see, what Jesus is talking about here is he's talking about bringing forth fruit. He's talking about glory be to God. He's talking about bringing forth uh, the fruit of your life as a believer. And I want you to understand uh, that while you can accomplish certain things in the natural, certain uh, worldly things, glory be to God, uh, what you cannot do on your own is show forth the fruits of uh, the Christian life. You see, you can't get more patient through your own self-effort, guys. It's just not going to work. You see, uh, you, you, you can't have a, an authentic heart transformation through just, you know, applying a set of principles. No, what you need is glory. Glory to God. You need uh, the Holy One, the perfect one, uh, the glorious one. You need Him to work on the inside of you. You need His Spirit uh, to be at work on the inside of uh, you. And so what Jesus is saying, in order for you to bring forth fruit that is lasting, in order for you to bring forth fruit that pertains to the kingdom, in order for you to bring forth fruit uh, that's going to be not just the temporal stuff, but that's actually going to have an eternal impact, He's saying, you can't do that without me, guys. You see, you see, we need Him, guys. Everybody say, I need God. I need God. I need God. I need God, you see. And so, when we talk about you seeing the promises of God showing up in your life, catch me now, friend. It's not going to happen through your self-effort. It's only going to happen as you depend on God, as you look to Jesus. And remember, in our relationship with Jesus, we look to Him as the, as the stronger vessel. We look to him as the greater vessel. Remember, uh, the vine and the branches, they're one, uh, glory to God. But the, 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 the vine is the stronger vessel. You see, you see, the branches can't do anything on their own. You see, it's, 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 it's the vine uh, that enables the branches uh, to bear fruit. And so, he has to be the source. He has to be the one that we look to. Now, look at these verses real quick, also in the Passion Translation. And we'll be ready to jump into today's message. Amen. Praise God. <clears throat> so John St. John 15, 4 through 5, 5 in the TPT, I want you to see how he puts it here. He says, So you must remain in life union with me, for I remain in life union with you. Take this in, guys. Life union, that sounds to me like what? That sounds to me like relationship. You see? That sounds to me like the way we are called to live our lives as a believers is to walk in a relationship with Jesus. You see, guys, this is not a Sunday thing. You know, this is not a weekend thing. It's not something you do when you get around to it. No, I want you to understand, child of God, the way that you are called to walk in this world as a believer is in a day-by-day, moment-by-moment fellowship with the Holy Spirit. A day-by-day, moment-by-moment fellowship with your unseen partner. And he says, for as a branch severed from the vine, will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live your lives intimately joined to mine. Guys, this is huge. So I don't know about you guys. I don't, I don't want to have a fruitless life, you see. I want to bear some fruit, guys. <laughs> and, and, and he says in verse 5, I am the sprouting vine, and you're my branches, Jesus says. And watch this. As you live in union with me as your source. Glory to God. Take note. 
source. He wants to be your source. You see, he wants to be your source for everything, guys. You see, what does it mean for God to be your source? It means uh, that you understand that any good that comes to you in your life as a believer, glory to God, it didn't come uh, from anywhere but God. You see, maybe you have a job, well, uh, your, your, your employer pays you, glory to God. I want you to know God is your source. Your employer is not your source. God is your source. You see, uh, God can use your employer uh, to supply your need in this season, but God God is your source. You see, he's got to be the firm foundation, guys. He's got to be our source. And he says, when that happens, when he's your source, fruitfulness will stream forth from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. Now, guys, I don't know about you. I don't want to be fruitless and I don't want to be powerless. Amen. Now, remember, Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you're powerless. And what this really means is it is this kingdom principle. And one day we might have a chance to look at this where Paul talks about at one point, he says, when I am weak, then I am strong. When I am weak, then I am strong. You see, the world system says you're strong when you, when you, you know, put enough effort in and so on and so forth. Well, but, but God says, you need to look to me. And guys, remember, when we look to him, what that happens is we got to acknowledge, in my own self, I can do nothing. In my own self, I, don't, I, I just can't do what you're calling me to do, Lord. But then what did Paul also say? Glory to God, he said, through Christ, I can do all things, you see. You see, Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So in our own self, we can do nothing, but through him, we can do all things. And so what I'm saying is this, you remember that you can do nothing in your own self, but child of God, then what you want to do is you want to remember that you are never without him. Praise God. You want to remember that, that, that He is right where you are and remember uh, to, to renew your strength in the Lord. It means to exchange your weakness for His strength. It means to exchange your areas of inability for His supernatural ability. And so what Jesus is saying, with me you're powerless, but, 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 but what, what He's saying is that the power He's talking about, He's talking about His power at work in us, you see. Glory to God. He's not just talking about human might. No, what he's talking about is, is the power of the Holy Ghost being at work in your life, guys. <laughs> you see, you see, through the power of the Holy Ghost, you can do the things you can't do in your own strength. And what that means is that, you know, you can love. For one, you can love with a, with a love that's not just human love, you see. You see, one of the first things the Holy Spirit does is, is He sheds the love of God abroad in our hearts, guys. And so, you as a Christian, as you abide in your relationship with Jesus, as His Spirit works on the inside of you, you actually have the ability, the power to love in a way that is supernatural. That's huge, guys. Now, we might not always walk in it, but I want you to know you have that ability and it's not your ability, it's His ability that is at work in you. Sometimes the best thing you can do is, is just love a person, you know, uh, you know, just rather than judging them, what you do is, you know, you know, you, 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 you know, God's still working on them. And so, and so you love them, you see, you see, the, the only way we can do that, guys, is, is through walking in a fellowship with Jesus, is to depend on Him, amen. Glory be to God. Now, let's get started here with uh, today's sermon. Amen. <laughs> 
someone's watching and saying, Alex, are you, is that a joke or I don't know? Well, no, guys, that was our foundation. Now let's get started. Uh, let's go to Romans chapter 3, verse 27. We'll look at it in the NLT and in the Amplified Bible. Romans chapter 3, verse 27. Let's get into it, guys. Amen. And like I said, I really believe it's going to bless you. I really believe that this is something that you, when you get a hold of this, man, it's going to, it's just going to supercharge your walk with the Lord. Amen. Now, Romans chapter 3, verse, verse 27. Now, remember last week we were talking to you a little bit about how the enemy is going to try to come against this truth of the gospel. He's going to try to get you to disbelieve that God's already made available to you what you need. He's going to try to get you to look at your performance. He's going to try to get you to say, well, Alex, I don't deserve this. And we, you know, again, guys, is, that's the whole point of the gospel. It is undeserved. It's unmerited favor. You see, the world system says in order for you to experience the good, you got to deserve it. Well, guys, how many of you know that, that, that in, 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 God's, in, in the kingdom of God, it's based on the grace of God. It's based on the unmerited favor of God. You see, you don't want what you deserve. No, what you want is you want the undeserved, unmerited favor of God. And so all that is required of us in this life as believers is that we depend on God. That's faith, guys. What's required is that we believe His Word. That's faith. What's required is that we listen, to, listen for the guidance and direction of the Holy Spirit. That's faith. And that we live in a way where each and every day we are expectant of seeing God's promises showing up in our lives. That's faith, guys. Now, I want to talk about this faith business here for a little bit, because when we're talking about faith, guys, we're, we're talking about you operating in faith, and, and faith has gotten a bit, a bit of a bad rap. I submit to you that faith is kind of a controversial subject in the body of Christ. When you talk about, you know, confessing the word, making confessions of faith and all that, a lot of people are kind of like, they get a kind of a funny feeling about it, because the way you look at it is you, you think it's a principle. You think it is you working. In other words, it's you perhaps impressing God with your faith. It's like, well, Alex, it's my great faith that's going to get God to move in this area of my life. Hold on. Because if that's how you look at faith, I'm with you. That's not what we're talking about, guys. You see, you see, that is not what we're talking about. You see, here's the thing about this, guys, is, is that faith does not move God. Faith does not move God. And that's a radical statement because a lot of times, you know, we, we hear this is, well, faith is going to move God. <laughs> Hold on now. You see, though, I want you to understand, child of God, that nothing that you can ever do is going to move God. You see, glory to God. You see, God is never going to put himself in a position where he's going to wait for us. And then well, he's going he's to do what he does based on us. Glory to God. That's never going to happen. You see, God's already moved. God's already anticipated every need that we will ever have, guys. I want you to understand how glorious our God really is, is that where you are right now, it's not a surprise to God. I've said before, you know, God is not up there shaking his head saying, Dude, <laughs> man, whew, I don't know what to say, man. I... I didn't know they were going to screw up this bad, <laughs> you know. Uh, he's not like, man, I, I, I knew they were going to mess up, man, but I, I, I didn't think they were going to be this bad. No, 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 no. <laughs> you, see, you see, nothing 
that you and I can ever do is going to be a surprise to God. Guys, the, the, the state of the world right now, it's not a surprise to God, you see. God already knew everything that was ever going to happen. He knows the end from the beginning. And so God's already decided to make available to us the solution. I want you to understand, guys, no matter what the world, the craziness that you see in the world, the solution to everything is already available. The issue is the world is trying to find the solutions in, you know, carnal uh, solutions and human natural stuff. You know, they think, well, it's going to be the, you know, just get the right person in office and then it's all going to be okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, you know. And I'm, I'm not putting that down necessarily. There's a place for all of that. You know, I'm not saying whatever. I'm just telling you guys, my confidence is not in a politician. My confidence is in a God who knows the end from the beginning. You see, and so the way you are called to live is, is to put your confidence in Him, to depend on Him. And as we've shared with you, when you truly depend on God, that in and of itself is going to produce humility. Now look at what he says here in Romans chapter 3, verse 27. He says, can we boast then? <laughs> I love that. Can we boast that we've done anything to be accepted by God. And then he answers the question. He says no. Because our acquittal is not based on obeying the law. He's talking here about the law of Moses. Which was works based. The law required you to do. In order to get God to do. He says we're not right with God. Because of the law. Or because we obey the law. He says it is based on faith. We're right with God. Because of our faith. Our dependence on God. Now. The fact that I can't boast that I've been made right with God, what this tells me, guys, is, and this is huge, is since it's not my actions that make me right with God, that means, guys, that I am never in a position where I can judge another person for their sins. I want you to hear this, guys, because a lot of times what happens is what's kept people away from church or uh, people didn't want to have anything to do with God was because, well, what, what, what you thought was, well, man, Alex, you know, if I go to church, well, then what I'm going to hear is I'm going to hear about all the areas where I miss it. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to be judged or whatever. Uh, you know, the preacher's going to tell me about all these different areas where I have to clean up my life. Well, hold on, guys. You see, if, 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 if me being in right standing with God has nothing to do with my actions, glory to God, that means I have no right whatsoever to judge anybody else. You see, it's not what we do. It's not what I do. It's not the fact that there's no sin in my life, guys. I want you to know that is not true. I, this is going to be a shocker for everybody. All of us still sin. <laughs> okay? All of us still sin. All of us still miss it. We're all a work in progress. That is not what makes us right with God. And so, because of that, we can never judge somebody else for where they miss it. You see, I want you to understand, you might think, well, Alex, when I clean up my life, then I'm going to go to church. No, what I'm telling you right now is, we want you to come just as you are. Glory to God, we want you to show up as uh, the mess that you are. <laughs> you know, the messier, the better. Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. We want you to just show up just as you are. I don't know where that just came from, guys. 
but we want you to show up just as you are. Why? Because as you show up in your mess, as you show up uh, with those addictions, as you show up with that emotional stuff that you've got going on, what we uh, want to do is we're not uh, here to judge you. No glory to God. What we want to do is we want to point you to the one who is your solution. We want to point you to the one who is your healer. We want to point you to the one who is your deliverer. Glory to God. You come to him uh, just as you are. And then what he's going to do is He's going to receive you just as you are. And then He's going to work in you. And that's how transformation is going to happen in your life, you see. You see. Look at this verse in the Amplified. Amplified verse 27 says, Then what becomes of our pride? Man, guys, I love this. This really speaks to me. What becomes of our pride and our boasting? You know, us thinking we're better than maybe someone who doesn't know the Lord. We never want to fall into that trap, guys. He says, what becomes of our pride and our boasting? He says, it is excluded. It is banished. I love this. It is ruled out entirely. There is no room for pride in this gospel. And then he goes on to say, on what principle? On the principle of doing good deeds? He says, no but on the principle of faith. The principle of depending on God. Now notice, there's a contrast. There's the principle of good deeds. That's the works of the law. That's performance. That's self-effort. That is, Alex, I think i got to clean up my life and then God is going to be pleased with me. No, he says, that's not how this works. He contrasts it with the principle of faith which is the principle of depending on God. Now, here's what I want you to see, and we're going to get more into this, I believe, in uh, next Sunday's, this upcoming Sunday's message here, next week, amen, is, is that there's a contrast between the works of the law, performance and self-effort, and living by faith or depending on God, and that you can never mix the law with, with grace and faith. Close this a little bit here. You can never mix the law with uh, with grace and faith. Now, grace and faith are always going to go uh, together. Why? Well, it's because faith, dependence on God, is is how you're going to receive what what grace, the unmerited favor of God, has made available to you. And so, grace and faith are are always going to go together, but guys, you can never mix grace and faith with the works of the law. And what I want you to catch is that all of the world's systems, all of the world's philosophies, guys, they're all performance-based. In other words, every religion in the world, every philosophy in the world, guys, every cult is going to tell you that if you want to be right with God, it's going to be based on what you can do. If you want to be quote-unquote enlightened, you're going to have to do all these things. You're going to have to follow these steps, and then one day you're going to be, you know, enlightened. Well, guys, I want you to know right now that is a lie from the pit of hell. That might not be politically correct. It's spiritually correct, okay? 
uh, you know, I want you to understand that no matter what they tell you in those religions or in those uh, cults or in, in whatever, uh, nobody ever gets there, guys. My heart goes out to all the people who are caught up in these uh, New Age doctrines, these, these cults, you know, and what you're doing is, glory to God, what you're doing is you're trying to fix yourself, you're trying to do all these things, and the truth is, you know, Jesus already took care of that 2,000 years ago, but you're trying to do what Jesus already did, what only Jesus can do, well, I'm here to tell you that's not going to work. Why? Because it is works-based. You see, a works-based approach doesn't work with God. Why? Because God is perfect. <laughs> you see, and so in order for you to work your way into right standing with God or to become spiritual enough so that you're now whatever okay with God or, you know, uh, that would require you to be perfect. Guys, I've got news for you. There's not a single perfect person on this planet right now. I've got news for you. The only perfect man who ever walked the earth uh, was Jesus. Glory to God. And so uh, the only way uh, for you to be right with God and for you to receive what he's made available to you is to put your faith, your trust, and your confidence in the perfect one. That is again, guys. You know what this is? This is offensive to pride. <laughs> you know, the, the, at one point, the, Paul talked about the offense of the cross when he was talking to the Galatians. And what he's talking about is this gospel is offensive to pride. Why? Because it takes away your pride. <laughs> you know, if I realize, man, I can never save myself. I, I need a savior. Well, that's going to produce humility. Now, here's one I want to zero in on for a moment here. He talks about the principle of works, and he talks about the principle of faith. Now, the King James translates this as, um, as the law of faith. We've heard this perhaps before, the law of faith, but what I want you to understand is that the law of faith, and this is where we sometimes gotten it confused, myself included, guys. One of the reasons I'm teaching this is because I, this is something the Lord has been teaching and showing me. And he's shown me how works-based my approach used to be where faith was concerned because the law of faith here does not refer to something that we've got to work in order to try to get God to do. You see, the law of faith, guys, is not trying to make things happen with our faith. I want you to catch this. Sometimes people get it confused. They think you're talking about positive thinking. They think you're talking about using uh, the power of your mind. No. Again, those are cults. There are certain cults that will say, well, you just got to think enough positive thoughts and then you're going to make this thing happen. And then they'll make you think, well, oh, that's what the Bible's talking about. Hold on, guys. That's not what the scripture is saying. <laughs> In fact, that is absolutely incompatible with what the scripture is saying. Faith is not trying to make things happen. Faith is not positive thinking. Uh, faith is not trying to use my words or my thoughts to try to get a result. No, faith is, glory to God, dependence on God. You see, like I said earlier, faith doesn't move God. Faith is going to move me. Faith is going to move me into a position to align with what Jesus has already done. I believe Jesus made healing available. Now my faith is going to move me in a position where I can receive the healing into my body that Jesus already made available uh, to me. And now listen to this, guys. Faith is going to move us in this way. Faith is going to move us in our thinking. It's going to move me in my speaking and in my doing to line up with what Jesus already has done. And so we're not saying, and this is what I want you to see, we're not saying that we're not going to be confessing the word of God. <laughs> 
I want you guys to know I confess the Word of God every single day. I just make confessions of faith right before I came on to, to uh, teach this message. I confess the Word of God every single day, but why am I doing that? Am I, am I trying to get God to do? <laughs> am I trying to make stuff happen with my faith? No. What I'm doing is I am aligning my own heart, my own uh, internal state with what I believe Jesus already finished. I'm reminding myself of the promises of God. And you see, because whatever comes out of your mouth, guys, is going to get into your heart, you see. And so sometimes what you got to do is you got to remind yourself, you got to speak it, not just think it, you got to speak it to remind yourself of what God already promised to you in His Word. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now to learn more about our ministry and to download the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, simply head to graceworldonline.org forward slash give. Now I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life, and I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.